Hello, friends. It's your midweek chapo coming a little bit later in the week than usual, but I hope you can forgive us. So, uh, you better fucking forgive us. Get over it. <laughs> you, you are disgusting fucking hogs. Very, if you look at it proportionally, about 2% of you showed up in Chicago for our two shows. <laughs> Fuck you that you would even try to make demands. Die. <laughs> guys, guys, this week is all about solidarity, okay? We've got... Uh, solidarity against our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, do the roll call. It's me, Will Menneker. Joining me this week, Felix Biederman. Hello, everyone. Matt Chrisman. Hi. Virgil Texas. Hello, how are you? And sitting in as our guest, our friend, Shuja Hader. Shuja. That's me. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week's episode, uh, you know, I feel like uh, we got... A lot to talk about. Uh, a lot's been happening, and uh, there's some there's some fire that needs to be spit. And of course, I'm talking about uh, the events that happened in Charlottesville over the weekend. Uh, we didn't get a chance to address them, and I think that's probably good that we allowed for some time for things to sort of cool down and have people reflect. But there is obviously still well, we needed to wait to get uh, the president's reaction, <laughs> yeah. just so that we yeah. we could take our cues for how to understand. Well, we're it. committed to hearing from both sides before we make a decision. There's many sides, yeah. Virgil. Yeah, we don't want to put our chips down right away. Exactly. Yeah. I was we, waiting for Scott Adams's comments. He's got a whole side to him. Yeah. I was, I was, I was getting ready. Where we we're going to spend the whole episode just blasting Donald Trump for like basically his open support of white supremacy, but um, he condemned all that. So no, that's true. Yeah, like he clearly condemned uh, the Nazis and the KKK, but also stood up for many of the fine statue enthusiasts who were marching along with them and were attacked for no reason. Uh, we're joking, but I mean, what happened in Charlottesville was obviously uh, awful and unspeakable. But I guess, like, in looking back on it, I, I want to talk about Shuja, We're having you on because you, you wrote an article uh, that came out in Jacobin this week um, that happened like right at, right after that this happened. I remember I was talking to you about it uh, over the weekend. And you said uh, you just like couldn't sleep that night. Was it Saturday night? It was Saturday. I was spending the whole day just being fucking online in the worst way that I was tracking every terrible thing that was going on. There's no good way to be online. <laughs> but this, you know, th there's no good way, but there's worse ways. And this was one of the worst. Uh, and just by the end of the day, couldn't sleep, thought about it all night, woke up and I wrote this piece. Um that wasn't, you know, it wasn't just about what had happened, but it was about the way that people talked about what was happening and the way that people were talking about uh, the activists who showed up to face the Nazis even before it had happened. Um, and some of the shit I recounted in this article, like, started, like, a couple of days beforehand uh, when people were already doing some many sides shit that Donald Trump picked right up on. And what was great about this article is that you wrote it before <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump's bizarre press conference at Trump Tower, where, among other things, he used the phrase alt-left to describe uh, you know, the instigators, in his mind, of, of violence in Charlottesville, which is brilliant on a number of levels, uh, because like now alt-left has now become a term exactly like fake news, in that right. I, des I described it as passing through the same human centipede, and the <laughs> end of that human centipede is just shitting into all of our mouths. But like the people who created the term alt left are exactly the same people who created the term fake news. Yeah, it's and the it, resistance. It's like, yeah, yeah it's Donald Donald Trump is like 
both in shape and ability like the Nintendo character Kirby. <laughs> Anything that the libs throw at him, he inhales in his <laughs> wide mouth while gesticulating wildly. Anything that anyone throws at him. If he goes to Saudi Arabia, he becomes a Wahhabist. If he talks to Hu Jintao, he's, uh, he believes in the Chinese method. And it only just inflates him, Yeah, just like Kirby. What, what and is- when the liberals say fake news, alternative facts, kafifi, alt-left, <laughs> he can deploy it with his tactical mastery of screaming... Uh, through holes in his brain at a press conference, and turn everything back around on them. Okay, I mean, like, I, we 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 should be clear about like you know what what happened though, right? Which is that okay, there is this huge U- unite the right rally, which mm-hmm. was this very you know uh, well planned and well organized event that for was, them, for, yeah, for them that was you know put on by neo Nazis, white supremacists, the alt right, whatever the fuck. You want to call Some them proud boys? Uh, I think a few uh, three percenters, those mm. militia types. Whatever. I mean, th- this was like I said, this was unambiguously an open, organized display of fascism on the streets of America, and there were counter protesters, brave people who wanted to stand up against that and didn't, you know, wanted to have some kind of, you know, pushback against this. And here's the thing: it turned violent, and. A woman was killed when, uh, I'm sure as you all know, one of these assholes just drove a car into a crowd full of people. Heather a Hare. fucking central casting fail son. Yeah, Matt. A, a guy who hits every fucking check mark on who these assholes are. Fucking washed out of the army, couldn't hack boot camp, which now in the 21st century is basically like family double dare. <laughs> <laughs> They went back home to live with his mom, who he beat up because she tried to stop him from gaming all the time. Like, these guys always, the response when you make these jokes is, wow, very original. It's like, it's impossible to not talk about this because that's what you fucking are. You are people whose brains have been broken by living in your parents' fucking basement and not getting laid and and feeling like you should be in charge of the world and, uh, you know, never getting blown by uh, a fucking... uh, what the hell? Tomb Raider? <laughs> yeah, there was this story somewhere that said uh, that that guy was widely known as the Nazi of his high school. It's like, how long does it take people to like figure this shit out? They should they should get rid of that position on JV football teams. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's been long enough. But no, yeah, he was like, if you were going to write a Moi Dib character for like just a worthless lumps of Nazi shit who embody every characteristic... Of their movement, it would be this guy. He is the chosen one in every most way. Most likely to turn up at a Nazi rally and yeah. murder someone. And here's the thing: like, we, you know, if you if you saw these images of their like, you know, torchlit parade or any of these assholes in the streets when any of like the fighting was happening, which included, among other things, you know, like a gang of people just beating someone with pipes in a parking garage, you know. Like it's easy to like you know take notice or, or the guy who killed this woman. It's easy to take notice of how sort of buffoonish and dorky and just like dumb looking all these people are. But like I don't think that necessarily precludes how fucking dangerous and scary it is. Yeah. Like fascism is stupid. Like it is ugly and idiotic in every way, and it sort of like relies on that. And it's like one necessarily doesn't have to preclude the other. And the thing that like I think when we talk about like the violence that occurred here and we're going to talk about like this idea about like what both sides mean or violence on both sides. I think we need to be very clear that organized demonstrations of fascism are 
people announcing their intention to do violence. They're, they're, it is violence. These people are saying, they were chanting in the streets, the Jew will not replace us and blood and soil. These people are announcing their intention to perform a genocide in their community, in America. That is their goal. That is what they believe in. And that is what they will tell to anyone who will listen. And the more they do this shit and the more organized and the more comfortable they feel marching in the streets, the closer they are to achieving that goal. So there, in my opinion, there is no such thing about violence on both sides. This rally was violence and any violence that's done in retaliation or against these people is, in my opinion, completely justified. Yeah, and the thing that we would sort of see before this, and I think like everyone was kind of guilty about it, most people were, of comparing these these people to like the Third Reich and going, well, you know, they're these guys aren't anything like the NDSAP before they came to power. They're stupid and lazy and slovenly, and they failed at everything. And it's like, what do you think those guys were? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like yeah. they were they were all like failed something or other who had to drop out of cavalry school because they got addicted to morphine and they believed in magic. Like <laughs> right. it, that's not a preclusion to them doing some incredibly fucked up shit. Yeah, Heinrich seen. Himmler was a failed uh, chicken farmer, which was the 1920s version of gaming. Now, now, finally, one of these assholes has just straight up murdered someone, and the person he uh, killed. Uh, among injuring many other, uh, Heather Hare, uh, was there marching with the IWW and DSA. And this is where we get into how, how fucking unbearable it is and, you know, almost perfect that Trump used the phrase alt-left to blame, you know, uh, these people for instigating violence or participating in violence that is morally equal to that of those carried out by neo-Nazi fascists. And what's so funny about that, and like we said, it's that it's it, it, because it is followed exact same pattern of fake news, is that the same people, not on the right, but on like centrist liberals who have deployed the phrase alt left for about a year now to slander and really obfuscate any difference between themselves and anyone further to their left, is both disgusting and hilarious because the, <laughs> all these people look like absolute shit right now. And they are all, and all of them, I'm not even going to name their names at this point. You guys can say if you want to. You probably know who I'm talking about. They are scrubbing their Twitter accounts fast right now. For They're just searching the term alt-left and deleting tweets because they rightly understand how fucking bad they look. Well, you know, it's the same shit that we were talking about the last time I was on that the right has always been good at looking at what like people in the center and on the left are saying that they can pick up like identity politics, for example, and then it was fake news and now it's all left. I mean, uh, it just presents an opportunity to, you know, strengthen their side. And these guys never punch right. Whereas, you know, the kind of mainstream uh, liberal democratic centrist people are always punching to their left and weakening our own side. And like the whole point of, the phrase alt-left as it was invoked by these people, it, it really, in my opinion, really goes back to the never-ending 2016 primary between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, where these people, what the thing, the one thing that they could not allow to happen or not allow themselves even to believe is that the dispute between Bernie Sanders supporters and Hillary Clinton supporters broke down on basically a normal left-to-right spectrum in that Bernie Sanders was clearly a candidate running to the left of Hillary Clinton and his supporters were to the left of Hillary Clinton and her policies. 
they couldn't allow that to be the case because then they would have to agree that they are fairly more conservative than a broad swath of young people and the Democratic Party base. So they made the primary into this bullshit thing about Bernie bros and racism and sexism supposedly on the left to create an equivalence between their left-wing critics represented by Bernie Sanders and his supporters and the alt-right. And like, and this idea that they are in subtle and obvious ways equally racist and sexist because they are attacking a woman and they are misogynist or racist in the same way or at least along the same, in the same avenue as the right. alt-right. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sarah Jones and Ryan Cooper both wrote kind of histories of this that you saw at first, like Sean Hannity started saying alt-left all the time. Uh, and then it just got kind of picked up among, you know... Uh, Joy Reid and Joan Walsh and Tom Watson, the usual suspects. Um, but then there was that article by James Walcott that I don't know if we have up that we can look at. Yeah, you, you quote it in your article. Yeah, but but that, like the real thing that it did was that it took that Bernie bro concept and just like linked it directly. Like, you know, it used to be horseshoe theory, right? That right. like the left and the right end up in the same general area. It just brought the ends together and said, actually, they're exactly the same. Uh, and and he says some wild shit uh, in that article. I don't know if you have. Yeah, it. no. Walcott uh, says in the Vanity Fair article, he he uses the alt left. Uh, he's and Bernie bro, but he says. He says there is a kinship uh, between the far left and the white supremacist alt-right. And I'm, I'm, you're paraphrasing him here, but he, you say they are united by disillusionment with Obama's presidency, loathing of Hillary Clinton, and disgust with identity politics, as well as a craving for a climatic reckoning that will clear the stage for a bold tomorrow. Uh, yeah, you know, the way he ends that article is with, he says some, I think literally the sentence that it ends with is go deep state, go. Yes, it's, it's yes. an endorsement. I remember this. Fucking Christ! <laughs> oh my fucking god! Go go, deep state rangers! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm with him until the point about the reckoning. What's the reckoning that we want? Uh, Revolution, I guess. I think yeah, it, like we like to. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Uh, it's insane extremism to want to ever change anything. Right. Because yeah, we live yeah, in right. the Panglossian best of all possible <laughs> worlds. I mean, that's the unstated <laughs> assumption of all of this is that is that we live in this wig trajectory towards perfection that can't be disrupted with any kind of uh, aggressive or uh, intemperate action, is that, that slow measure change will always bring us to a better place, and that it's uh, in any attempt to change that trajectory through mass action is inherently uh, extremist and illogical and hateful somehow. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of yeah. what the goals are. By the way, yeah, with uh, James Walcott, I don't know if you guys saw this, that a while back he wrote this article that was something like the best Twitter feeds to follow to keep up with the Russia uh, connection or whatever. And one of his uh, like people who he cited as the best sources was Louise Mensch. Woo! Genius. Okay. And he yeah. said, I, 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 the, the exact phrase he used was, was he said, Louise Mensch is Sherlock Holmes in jet boots. What the, what? what the fuck does that I don't know mean? what the fuck that means, but it's like you're talking about someone who said Theodore Herzl was an anti-Zionist. Yeah. You know, you're talking about someone who thought Charlie Hebdo was a guy. That, yeah, you know? that, that, that is what Sherlock Holmes would do if he was in rocket <laughs> boots and didn't know what time in history he was in, was flying around confused and terrified. But like, uh, Watson, who's this yeah. guy Charlie Hebdo? But going, going back a little bit, like this form of liberalism... 
it's I mean it's the same thing we've seen in liberalism in the contemporary period, but it's more explicit in these past few years that it seeks to completely to completely change history to cut out parts, insert other parts, so that they are always on the left. They're always to the left of whatever. The crime bill now is now throughout history was supported by all black voters. Black voters are now a monolith. Russia did not fight the Nazis. Uh, it's we're actually to the left of Sanders voters because of some undefined policy goal we have to defeat racism, our secret plan to defeat racism. And for a while, like in that 2016 primary, it was funny and it was like it was maddening at times, but it was kind of like, well, this isn't an immediate danger right now that there are the, this group of people who completely skew the world around them. But now it's become very apparent that with so many threats in front of us, with the collapse of so many of their institutions, that the, these people cannot be trusted to do a fucking thing. No. And a lot of them, like a lot of the people we're, we're, we're talking about who we're not naming, who did that alt-left shit, you know, they still fell back on it. They said some disgusting shit. You know, don't fucking, don't even fucking screen cap them. Don't fucking think of them. Don't talk about them. Let their fucking kids not even know who their name was, like Captain Vidal. Fuck them. But the ones in power, it is more essential than ever that they are fucking out of there. And again, like, and, and part of this slander was the idea that the the alt left quote, you know, or Bernie, the alt left to whatever to to whoever is criticizing them or making fun of them on Twitter. There is always this 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 absolute slander that like after the election, it was we were the ones who wanted to like have a separate peace with the fascists or that we secretly would like, oh, uh, I'll have a deal with you all, right? How about universal health care for white people only, you know? And this, this outrageous slander that like, that they are the ones who are the, 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 the even their fucking self-proclaimed the resistance. And here's what brings the fucking lie to it. Uh, it wasn't share blue people <laughs> in, or, or fucking DNC people or people waving Hillary Clinton signs that was in the streets actually fighting these fucking Nazis. And, and by the way, standing up against racism and for the fucking rights that we do right. have and should have in this fucking country against people whose explicit stated goal is to eradicate them. Those are the, the people who were standing up and the people who that asshole drove his fucking car into was the IWW, uh, I think there were PSL people, the WWP. DSA. Yeah, they were... They were they, BLM. They were, they were back, black, black, black Lives Matter, yeah. yeah. All the, like, the whole span of the left, like, left of us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who was posting? Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's true. That's, that's the real true. question. Who was, who was roasting the, the shoes that looked like a fam that those Nazis were wearing on Twitter? It was the resistance. Yeah, the resistance was taking all those pictures and saying who looked like a fam and why. <laughs> and that's what got people out there. But this was the other thing that, that uh, came up in the article was um, that there were these articles that came out from liberal pundits like Peter Beinart, who wrote this thing about Antifa, uh, about uh, you know leftist activists who uh, they make it a strategy to kind of confront fascists, protect their community. Uh, make sure that you know people don't get hurt by Nazis. And he said, I think the phrase he used was that they are actually unlikely allies to the Nazis. And it's like, I mean, were you there? Like, was Peter Beinart there, like, saving the lives of people who were under threat from Nazis? No, it was actually the same people he was talking about rendering equivalent 
to them. And it's like, what, what, what's the equivalent? Like you got one side that's, that's saying uh, we want to destroy Jews and blacks and Muslims. And the other side that's like, we want to destroy windows. Yeah. Like, is that the <laughs> fucking equivalence here? Well, they, but they do think that they're equivalent in the sense that they both sides by coming out into the street and engaging in that kind of uh, direct action are not doing politics right. And by doing that are, are uh, basically reducing our uh, civility and the norms and processes that we use to determine political outcomes. Right. There's a, there's are appropriate channels for doing that. And it's, and it's, you know, uh, op-eds and voting basically. Uh, and to do anything other than that is to disrupt uh, like the, the order of democratic debate that we have in this country. I think that's the way that they would think of it that, as if you're out in the streets and as, certainly if you're doing any kind of property damage or physical altercations with an opponent, regardless of what your point of view is, by doing that, you are disrupting normal democratic uh actions and or normal democratic processes right because yeah, yeah. doing politics right is basically making excuses for the iraq war yeah, yeah but Beinart, say, that's how fucking, it works uh, yeah as far Beinart. as peter Beinart goes uh it's is rich of him to talk about fucking advocating violence or supporting violence in the street he did it the right way by writing op-ed op after op-ed yeah. supporting the iraq war and attacking and, and Beinart, its opponents Beinart is such a perfect perfect guy for that fucking viewpoint because it isn't about violence it's about, like you said, the method of doing politics. And Be what Beinart believes, his sort of neocon light and liberal Zionism, just two, two very, actually, if you look at them, very extreme points of view, but because they're in, they're in that Overton window of what's acceptable, there any violence necessary with maintaining an ethno state right, as I mean, long as it's along some vaguely liberal principles is okay. The liberal etiquette that comes up is always don't politicize someone's death. And it's like the only excusable way to politicize someone's death is to start a war. You know, like if people die and then we go bomb a country, you know, that's legit. But to say that like someone's death means that we need, uh, you know, to fight for ideals of justice, then we get attacked for politicizing someone's death. What's particularly repugnant about this cottage industry on the liberal centrist side of punching left and attacking Antifa is that it, it always comes from a place of bad faith and ultimately it's it's not a realistic debate because you're just debating made up shit that shows up on Fox News that is used to gin up the anger of scared old white people. Uh, and as well, it is quite rich that people like Beinhardt or Chade or, or the other unnameables. Mark Lillo was the other one that came up. Sure. Uh, they can sit back and criticize people like uh, uh, members of Antifa or the Black Lives Matter movement, which are both amorphous, you know, protean movements with no real leadership structure, criticize people who go out in the streets and face off against Nazis uh, and criticize their tactics in terms of, mm, this is bad optics. This is not a good communication strategy. Uh, if I were in charge of Black Lives Matter, here's what I would do. And it's like, you're not. You don't do shit. You don't do anything. Who the fuck right. are you to sit yeah, around? That's, that, that's the fundamental flaw in all of their analysis of 
how to deal with these emergent public displays of, of fascism is because I think that if you ask them and you got sort of a universe, okay, what would you say, what would you do if you could like order everyone to do something? I think they would say, uh, ignore them, sir. You should just <laughs> let them have their parade and just say, just give them none of the attention and oxygen that they crave. And you know what? I, I can't even tell them that that wouldn't work in some vacuum. I don't know. But the thing is, that's literally impossible and will never happen because these are people going out in the street intentionally being provocative, intentionally telling, fucking saying with the, all of the fucking air in their lungs that a huge segment of their fellow Americans don't deserve to live. That is going to bring people out in response. It is going to. So you cannot you, – your, your, your smug fucking suggestion that everyone ignore them, okay, fine. That's nice. Congratulations that you have that idea. It's not going to happen. You have to f start from the assumption that people are going to want to engage with that kind of public uh, – as, as we said, violence. And they're not willing to do that because, yeah, as, as Virgil is saying, they, they imagine themselves uh, as like uh, – as able to dictate from the, their fucking – op-ed pages and their Twitter accounts on what people are going to do in a real world where people have actual skin in the game and are not doing everything from the position of a totally removed, uh, totally secure white dude in their goddamn pet-a-terre uh, making decisions for everybody else. <laughs> right. Like you had Mark Lilla was in the Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal, like the day before this shit went down. The main saying, paper of the resistance. Yeah. I mean, he was saying that uh, uh, I don't understand what it's like to be uh, a black guy driving a car. So you got to explain it to me. You know, it's on you. <laughs> it's on you to convince me what that's like and that it matters and that I need to care about it. But they're already trying to claim her. The people who criticize everything right. about the yep. the entire yep. spectrum. The people who never would have gone entire, out there in a million entire, fucking years to actually protest. Yeah, the people. Yeah, who criticize the entire spectrum that she belonged to. Anna fucking Navarro, Ooh. who has Ooh. bragged, <laughs> who has fucking bragged about her dad's time with the Contras, said. <laughs> Heather's favorite color was purple, and she stood against racism. Yeah, and your dad would have fucking killed her if she was Nicaraguan. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, any of them. Felix, to that point, like about about these like these people, and like what's what's worse is like when confronted with like the the reality of like organized fascist violence in the streets, they always. Talk about claiming something for themselves. They just make it about them and to protect themselves yet again from criticism from their left to go, okay, now it's really serious. The president is openly supporting white supremacy. Time to get on board and fight the real enemy, guys. And it's just like, you're not doing shit. You're not fighting anyone. Why would anyone join with you or like, or give you the benefit yeah. of the doubt or hold, hold fire on you or just like reserve our criticism of you and your rotten politics because shit, oh, shit's got real now. Time, yeah. time, time to just you know, uh, you know what I, I before I was critical of the Center for American Progress, but you know now uh, I think we really have to join up with them. This yeah, is the and I, I mean, yeah, because you need them real. because I mean, they, it's not like they were the people whose incompetent campaign and awful policies and shithead view of the world are why this fucking maniac is the president. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I, you know, I want to clarify, like, dude, I was we weren't there. Like these were are way better people than us for fucking being there. Like yeah. fucking God bless them. But to say now is really the time to fall together after you shit on all these people before it Those became apparent people. they were standing directly against the thing you claimed and to be you know against. Who you and everything you did when you were in power eight fucking years, we ended up here. We can't talk about that. 
You know who was politicizing her death was her friend who was there with her who had to watch her die. Yeah. And her mom who has to mourn her. They, they you know, they've both been saying that her death means that we just have to make sure this shit doesn't ha- keep happening and that we have to fight for a, a world where uh, it's not uh, a possibility. And I think Felix makes, brings up a good point that I really want to underscore. I mean, we're talking, as we normally do, about a lot of these shitheads who we hate and we're just like, you know, this is kind of like, we got to get it off our chest because these fucking people are so infuriating. But I don't think we should let the show pass without bringing up and people who are mostly nameless who were on that, that campus in the middle of that torchlight right. parade standing in the sea of those fucking chud pieces of shit Nazi assholes in their Under Armour polos and fucking Citronella <laughs> t-shirts, ch- you know, chanting, standing in the middle of all of that saying, you know, with a, with a banner that says, you know, like we're just saying we're against this. Fuck you. And then the people in the street who also fucking stood up bravely against these assholes. Again, most of them, we don't know their names, but I don't think like we can talk about all the assholes who are annoying us without really understating again the bravery of the people who stood up against this. Right, can we shout someone out? Yeah, you guys, please. Yeah. Do you guys see that picture of the guy uh, using a spray paint can oh, as a flamethrower flame yeah, yeah, yeah. against the Nazis? I mean, how fucking cool was that? Also, and he was an elder the, care the worker. Ingenuity. He's an elder care worker, and I don't know if you saw in this he picture. He was protecting, he's protecting yeah. this hunched over old white guy who looks like he runs the general store in like a 1940s Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and a you guy know, you give one gold coin to and he gives the, you three horses. This was the yeah right exactly, like this is what people were doing out there was protecting each other. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, seeing uh, the fucking all right piece of shit uh, saying, D- "This man had a flamethrower <laughs> at the event. That is a chemical weapon. He didn't even have a flamethrower. He like it rigged it a fucking yeah. uh, <laughs> new weapon out of a spray by paint way, can and a lighter. That shit is awesome. Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah, flamethrower. That's hilarious. And mace. What the fuck is it? These people, they, they always they talk about they're they're using mace against us. These assholes came armed to the teeth with real fucking guns. I love these people. Like they have some like conception where every every conceivable weapon other than a gun is some sort of horrible thing <laughs> well, that's this, beyond the pale. This is this is the furthest reactionaries use the norms of liberalism. That to break them, they fall back on them to defend themselves by saying, yeah. right. "Well, that's not that's not right. You're not supposed to bring flamethrowers civility. to protest. Yeah, yeah. Civility. We're, we're nonviolent. We're being nonviolent. Yeah, we talk a lot of shit, but we're nonviolent." And Matt, this is something you've you've uh, you've sp- spoken on before. I think it's absolutely important. The way these people always fall back on this idea of free speech. That's that's their little totem because they can't they they don't quite yet have the confidence to say ethnostate genocide is what we actually believe in. So they say we're standing up for free speech. Yeah, well, the, the, uh, Trilburn uh, pointed out that, that my, Matthew Heimbach dickhead was standing in front of uh, the courthouse uh, in Virginia the other day protesting some horrible treatment of his asshole friends or something, and he was talking about how it was so unfair that they didn't get any help from the police, they had their permits, while wearing a shirt Featuring the leader of the uh, Romanian Iron Guard, who in 1941 perpetrated a fucking pogrom uh, against the Jewish population of Budapest that involved hanging them on hooks in a fucking slaughterhouse. I mean, the thing is, that's that he doesn't give a shit about fucking free speech. The concept of free speech, the way we talk about it, is so abstract. Like, yeah, you have free speech if you're a dead corpse that a Nazi just killed. So what? 
You know, like that abstraction doesn't mean shit if you are actually under threat. And and this is where like, yeah, you run up against like the limits of the liberal worldview in that you have a group of people that, like I said, must be stated again, are dedicated to morally and philosophically to the, the idea and practice of genocide against races they regard as biologically inferior to them, will use every pillar of liberal culture and society to protect themselves until they have enough power to take it away from everyone else. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in fucking human rights. They don't believe in nonviolence. And the way fucking people fall for this over and over again is stunning. I kind of worry that uh, AutoZone has uh, fired Nazi Jeff. (laughs) I'm not sure private companies should have this much power. People who don't give a shit when people get fired for participating in BDS marches or any shit like that. Union drives. Yep. I do want to say one thing about the uh, sort of broad reactionary movement that we kind of talked about like before we even recorded our episode yesterday. And that is, I think that this is going to be a turning point because it's a turning point that you see in all reactionary groups, be they, you know, fucking Jihad al-Nusra or the Taliban or this. And that is, you know, people start out, they get attracted to the big, the big names, you know, the Jack Prilosex, <laughs> the, the moderate rebels. And it's very exciting and transgressive for them and the alt light people the, the media stars yeah. the the periscopers the streamers right before all the major infighting started then the infighting started and you see there's someone more extreme and it's you know the npi people or the fucking you know anything to the right of those guys and hey shit you know what if you're a male from a dominant group who feels like time has passed him up and if you lived 500 years ago you wouldn't you wouldn't be sad and dislocated and a fucking loser like anyone who joined, you would have been Delta issued Day. a girlfriend. You, don't forget you're, that. You're not going to drift towards the moderate. You're going to go even farther. If you feel like you're in a war all the time because you hate your life, yeah, moderates don't last in war. So these people drifted further to the right. But now that it's real, I think this is going to be the part where some people get off the train because they didn't really imagine they would have to answer this much. A big thing about like being transgressive in that reactionary sense is the very middle class, and this is the middle classness of this movement that informs it, the very middle class sentiment that you can snap back to safety anytime you want. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, that none of this shit has consequences, that it's just lulls. Yeah, Yeah, oh, uh, for the lulls, it's just, you know, bants, doing the bants. Well, you know, it's also also a good counterpoint when you brought up that, you know, this is a middle class movement and also an upper class movement that a lot of of opportunists uh, say that, on the center say that, uh, you know, oh, well, this is the fault of Bernie Sanders, who said uh, before the election, uh, we should uh, think about, you know, the material conditions of these people. Economic anxiety. Right, right. It's like, well, no, it's all racist, but... uh, uh, yeah, the people who have the means, the wherewithal to drive from Ohio or Oregon or Maine to Virginia uh, in order to go to a weekend Nazi rally are not out of work uh, coal yeah. miners. Yeah, I mean, Frank Rich said no more right. hillbillyologies after this, which, yeah, hey, fuck that book. But like, you think those were fucking hillbillies, you dumb piece of shit? Dude, All Rick- those people grew up in subdivisions. Richard Spencer has a master's degree. Yeah. We're not talking about hillbillies here. You, you, you know? know what hillbillies were there? Redneck Revolt. Redneck Revolt was people. there yeah. fucking up some Nazis. Yeah. Now, okay. So I think we should, this is, this is a good segue. I think we should also talk about, um, we talked about sort of the 
annoying assholes of the sort of centrist liberals and their just supreme misapprehension of the situation and their own rather nauseating ass covering in the light of uh, the fact that they've now basically helped sign, helped co-sign another major right-wing talking point that uh, I'm sure whoops. will be, you know, be a new brain worm that I'm sure will be infesting us all for the next five to ten years at least. Um, we, we, we should, we, you know, we should take the centrist advice and talk about the right and their reaction to this, uh, beginning with uh, the president, which was, again, let's not mistake ourselves at all. He made a tepid statement calling, decrying bigotry. He read off a teleprompter. And then less than 24 hours later, gave a press conference where, don't kid yourself, he went out of his way to uh, apologize for and promote uh, just white supremacy of violence and uh, the, the same people who did this shit. And like pretending like they weren't all Nazis or something ridiculous like that. They uh, love statues. They love yeah, They love statues. Fucking statues, man. And, it, you know, in his own, you know... <laughs> well, I'm sure there was <laughs> at least, yeah, at least one, one person guy, yeah. there yeah. with uh, a it's polar the statue camera. nerd. Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this is a type of copper that we don't make anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, you. that's funny on two fronts. One, most Confederate statues are mass-produced shit. Garbage. Uh, Chinsy uh, shit. That are aesthetically right. garbage. And two, the hilarity of... Aesthetic lectures and historical lectures coming from one of the biggest Philistine shitheads in human history. <laughs> well, you Matt, know, I can't believe they wanted to take down the statue of Zeus. So listen, I'm from State College, Pennsylvania, where Penn State University is, and we had the Joe Paterno statue. Uh, which Yum. which stood for months <laughs> after everybody knew he basically was enabling a pedophile to run a charity that he poached little boys from. <laughs> and people rallied to defend that shit. You know, th this kind of like uh, mentality about uh, hero worship Shusha. bleeds into all over American society. I'm glad you brought that up because a friend of mine proposed a compromise. Now that, yeah. now that uh, Confederate statues are under attack... Uh, Nancy Pelosi came out with a statement demanding that the Confederate statues in the U.S. Capitol or the statues of Confederates be taken down. Uh, this is a compromise. We take down every Confederate statue and replace them with a the statue of Joe Paterno. <laughs> this will appease 100% of the country. Oh, yeah. It's win-win. Yeah, yeah. win. It's really win-win. All the Confederate yeah. defenders will be like, oh, well, real, all right, that's oh, fine. And then the, uh, the real solution will come when America is part of the glorious caliphate and all representative armies <laughs> <laughs> is wrong. Did you I, see I that clip of the protest of there's a statue of Lenin in yeah, Seattle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were like five people yeah, protesting yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah Jack yeah. fucking uh, prostate posted a video of like five people uh, with signs that were like not even grammatically uh, correct. Hitler, Hitler Lenin equals Hitler. And Marxist bigotry. <laughs> Marxist bigotry. Yeah. Got him. By the way, also that statue is privately owned and on private property, so you're lucky they didn't shoot you. So that's the <laughs> shit that you're supposed to be defending, right? And private property. I want to say Matt brought up, uh, I think, an interesting point uh, just a second ago. Matt, where you talked about how. Most of these Confederate statues are cheaply made chintzy bullshit. And I think it's important to point out why, which is that almost all of them were not erected centuries ago, but in the 60s as a deliberate affront the to the civil rights. Basically, whenever yeah. the Klan spiked, uh, there was a huge explosion in signs going, in, in uh, Confederate statues and monuments going up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, 
I love the argument around it. Like people aren't going to know their history if we don't know the statues. Like most people learn by taking walks and seeing statues <laughs> and going like, oh, I didn't know we had a civil war. Well, well we've all how, would you know about, how would you know about animals if zoos didn't exist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this idea that it's erasing history. It's erasing history to put them up in the fucking first place. It can't be right. said enough. I thought this was common knowledge that the statues came up for that reason and for the same reason that the Confederate flag was put on multiple state flags in in uh, service of the great lie that the Southern cause was good or decent or these were decent fucking people who died uh, fighting for slavery or uh, in opposition to desegregation. Like the, the other element to this is like, again, there's the sort of alt-right and alt-light people. The alt-light people are already heading for the exits because these people, as we've discussed before, basically only just want to be media celebrities. They want the next book deal. They want the next Fox News appearance or their whatever their rebel media network bullshit they can see the writing on the wall. Fucking, what is it? Cernovich is now being like, I'm no longer Trump. I'm just about journalism. <laughs> and fucking uh, Baked Alaska was like, yo, we got to come together. We got to stop calling each other SJ dubs and Nazis, yeah. you know? Like, we, so like the old light people and their fellow travelers, I see, I think they see the writings on the wall and they're heading for the exits. The other more hardcore people, it's yet to be seen how they're going to react. They're sort of debating whether they should you know, be a little bit more quiet about some of their more explicit goals. But then, of course, there is the con broader conservative movement and Republican Party in general. And I want to talk a little bit about how now the appearance of this idea that they're the, the silent majority of Republicans that are actually shocked and horrified by Trump... Yeah, I mean, fuck these people. I seriously, I can't wait till 2019 where uh, Trump christens the next battleship like the SS Jerry Sandusky Adolf Hitler, <laughs> and we're gonna hear about all the Republicans in private who are fed up, and then you know none of them actually do anything. And about here's it. the idea: like, like I said, Trump gave a press conference where he all but openly praised white supremacy. And, and now, like, there are, there are murmurings of, oh, this is simply too much. He's, he's unfit for office. Here's the deal. As long as he passes tax reform, they'll let him stay and do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, well it's okay? interesting, Will, because first of all, he, he isn't going to pass tax reform. That's also going to blow up in his face. But second of all, I saw the other day yet another one of those articles. This might be the hundredth one I've seen. <laughs> that is... Time for Republicans to say where you stand. This is in uh, Politico. And you can guess what it is. This article pops up every fucking week that something repugnant happens. It's, uh, you know, uh, Republicans, you're better than this. We're better <laughs> than this. And the mirror image of that is the uh, liberals who are the centrists who are like, Actually, Trump is uniquely dangerous. This week's events show right, that. Right. And we keep fucking seeing it. And I'm sorry, if you didn't realize this guy was a fucking Nazi from the second he went down that fucking mm -hmm. elevator in his cocksucking building, then you're an imbecile. <laughs> you should never, ever be listened to. He talked about putting Muslims on a fucking list. He talked about torturing family members, children <laughs> of uh, alleged terrorists. <laughs> Uh, it's been a white nationalist movement from the start, and fuck you for pretending otherwise. Well, how many people uh, who've had tut-tutting of him to do this week for his awful racism have in the past voted for mandatory minimum sentences for drugs right. or fucking a voter disenfranchisement? Yep. 
Give me a fucking I mean, you break. had both like uh, like Mitt Romney and uh, Chris Christie both said some stuff, but actually, you know, the sides weren't uh, equivalent. Uh, you know, we have to be against white supremacy. It's like you guys are you're gonna go clean Trump's toilet with toothbrushes tomorrow morning. You know, yeah, the estate, yeah they didn't you're say not, his name. They didn't fucking say his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, they didn't actually call him out. They just, uh, you know. Uh, the estate of George Wallace has uh, come out with a statement. We are better than this. <laughs> uh, Dr. Dr. Mangala's head in a jar in Argentina has said, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I mean, this is all completely disingenuous. Uh, I said save save it uh, to all of these assholes. Seriously. Like for me, what's the most galling of <clears throat> all of it is that now there are many people uh, who, you know, prior to this would have decried the alt-left or the Bernie bros or whatever, and now saying, uh, I'm alt-left. The pre- That's a oh, bad yeah. thing. Yeah. That oh, yeah. The president oh, yeah. says is bad. Well, I'm alt-left. Alt-left means uh, gay people. It means uh, supporters of charter school apps. <laughs> it's uh, the whole resistance is yeah. alt left. I mean, the whole oh, concept man. of it was to say that like this is the part of the left that hates POC. Right. And, and at, at the end of the day, it comes back to something that like you and I have spoken about, Will. Uh, that ultimately, the people who are putting themselves on the line here are members of radical leftist political organizations. They're rabble rousers. They are members of uh, the DSA and the BLM, the IWW. And if the institutional establishment, center, left, whatever you want to call it, wants to take credit for that, if they want to rely on these radicals as a barrier between them and fascism, if radicals are going to bleed and die in that fight then radicals should lead that coalition absolutely and and what's more it's you know i uh, i mentioned this uh, earlier this week if uh those as you said centrists would like now to say we are the alt left um i just only wish there was some sort of uh ritual act of submission or contrition they could do <laughs> to the people who they've slandered relentlessly for years now. Yeah, some type of uh, physical action just, that yeah, represents sort of physical something. Act that's yeah. like a, a display or maybe sort of like a pithy phrase used in a popular television show. I don't know. We're oh, just- oh, yeah. No, uh, I, I, I know. I know. Uh, Bosh, you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> they have to say that to all of us. <laughs> Doctor Who, I love you. <laughs> uh, Bazinga. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, like exactly. Like it, it it is hilarious to watch these people. Like as the alt light is also backpedaling, it is hilarious to watch these people backpedal. Oh yeah, too. It, it it is hilarious. Again, like uh, you know, like, like and like I said, let's welcome them with open arms. If, like, I, I, I mean, agree. If, I if the share blue, you know, the share blue army wants to, you know, get out there in the streets <laughs> and you know fight fascism, <laughs> I say. Let's do it. I have I mean, one share blue guy in mind who may be good at that. <laughs> I think you guys know who I'm talking about. I mean, I know like a lot of these individuals act in bad faith and are still acting in bad faith and can just be, you know, disregarded as cranks. But a number of them actually do see the writing in the wall in increasing numbers since the election that, oh, even if we do support policy positions that tack closer to the center and the status quo, we know that's totally not tenable. And it's not tenable for us to be hostile to the left. A good example of that is uh, uh, Iglesias, right? 
right after the election said, ah, oh, fuck, we were wrong. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bernie would have won. But like, you know, another thing that I've been thinking about this week, or at least it's been sort of crystallized in my mind, we talked about a lot of these really annoying people that'll mostly go unnamed. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Like, it's been a running joke that I've certainly been a part of for a long time, which is, you know, making fun of these assholes on Twitter and the ridiculous, idiotic things they say. But like, I feel like I've got to the point now where like, Obviously, making fun of them is fun, and I think like there is an effect that like people who are otherwise not radical can sometimes, if you through humor, can can see or like you can pierce like the the sort of pompacity and uh, ignorance of these people. And I think there's there's something useful in that. But like now, as far as I'm concerned, especially in the wake of what's happened in Charlottesville. I just think there's no point in even engage, like in even engaging and making fun of these people anymore because the vast majority of them are fucking nobodies who oh. would have no attention. Were they don't it not represent people. larger groups yeah. in the electorate. I mean, I always thought there was never really a point, except to the except to the extent that some of them actually do have the ear of powerful people who are epistemically close. Like, for instance, what Obama what read David Brooks every fucking week. Was yeah, that, wasn't that right? <laughs> That's the, one of the most frightening things. I've I mean, ever how heard. did we think that Obama was so smart if he's like reading David Brooks's column? Yeah, oh, but like, it, but to, to like to go back to the point, I mean, like this to echo what uh, T said on our show a few weeks ago, like to sort of resp- like if you see like to respond to the charge that like the alt left quote unquote is the one who you know wants to make common cause with racists or you know make a separate piece with uh you know fascism or whatever or like doesn't stand for like against racism don't even respond to it like i know okay. it's yep. it's, it's yep. galling but like you have to understand like what these these what these people are doing which is they have nothing they have nothing so just keep talking well, about- i mean they have nothing in terms of an argument or a coherent world view or a useful praxis but what they do have is they are speaking on behalf of a hegemonic liberalism that is going to get us all fucking killed. It's got a lot of money. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Don't talk to them, but because but, they're distraction from the real fucking problem, which is that fascism arises because of the collapse of uh, institutional legitimacy of liberal institutions, and that's how it, that's how we got fucking Trump. It's how we're going to get what's coming next after him. That's going to be even worse. Because if you think there's not going to be more ecological and economic catastrophes in the future, that liberalism is wholly unsuited to fucking deal with, and that that failure is not going to lead to fascism filling that fucking hole, you got another thing coming. And that's what these guys are. These guys who marched in Charlottesville, these are the people who are aware of the unspoken premise of this sort of zombie neoliberalism we're living in, which is that we're coming at a point where there's going to be ecological catastrophe and it's going to either require mass redistribution of the ill-gotten gains of uh, the first world or genocide. And these are the first people who have basically said, well, if that's the choice, I choose genocide. And they're getting everybody else ready intellectually and emotionally for why that's going to be okay when it happens, why they're not really people. When we're, when we're putting all of this money into more fucking walls and drones and bombs and guns to keep them away and so that we can watch them die with clear consciences, it's going to be because we've been loaded with the ideology that these guys are now starting to express publicly. On the other side of them, you have people who are saying in Full fucking voice. No, we have the resources to save everybody, to give everybody a fucking decent and and uh, worthwhile existence. And 
that is what we want. And that is the fucking real difference between these two. You can tell that to the next asshole who tells you that they're actually two sides of the same coin. Yeah. You know what's uh, going to yeah, happen? Yes. Yeah. You know what's going to happen is that the majority of people, the majority of Americans who don't vote, who don't participate in the political process, uh, when they start to look at this, they're going to see uh, the Nazis, the apocalyptic destroyers of the world uh, on one side. And on the other, they're going to see the DSA, Black Lives Matter. They're going to see Antifa. And what they're not going to see is they're not going to see Hillary Clinton out there. They're not going to see uh, Center for American Progress or Share Blue or whatever the fuck those organizations Brookings, are. Brookings. Peter you know, Beinart. All the whatever. fucking yeah. think tanks that are dedicated to preserving stability and order uh, in, in the uh, liberal tradition. They're not out there fighting that fight. It's the left that's fighting that fight. And the apolitical masses, uh, they're starting to see that now. Uh, and uh, I may not be <laughs> the two-by-two two Tetris piece, but I'm Black Block. <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned them before. We, I mean, I, we, you know, I, I know this will come as a shock to them, but let's also shout out some of the uh, the Marxist-Leninist groups as well. Some of the more uh, or Maoist oh, or by yeah. The way, let's also shout out "fuck you" again, Ben C. Jacobs. We said Woo! "fuck you" on the Chelsea Manning episode when when she was freed. Uh, then you got body slammed by that Italian man who was running for office, which I Monty frankly, Nick yeah, I, I hope he had a big breakfast that day and that he, he really <laughs> fucking smarted because then. Right I after, hope fuck, I hope he gets uh, he gets uh, off the top rope splashed from Blake Fairthenthor. <laughs> <laughs> he goes out. He goes out yesterday and says to people uh, raising money, which by the way we retweeted this too, to to get some of the people who tore down that uh, statue, that that Confederate statue, right. um, to Durham. bail them out in Durham to, to bail them out. He goes, ah, I'm not I'm sure if you're aware, but the person who was arrested is a Maoist Shut who up. defends North Korea, and so I'm not sure if I want them out of jail. It's just fuck you, you're useless. I'm not sure I want them out of jail. Can we get that Republican to to like uh, have a fight with him again? Yeah. That was by. The I way. gotta say, I mean. We made we have we've made fun of tankies on this show, but how awesome would it have been if in Charlottesville the tankies had had actual tanks? Yeah, oh, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> good point. That was something beautiful I saw this morning when uh, in Durham, uh, uh, hundreds of people went to the police station and turned themselves in in solidarity with a woman who was arrested for tearing down the statue and saying, "I was also there. I also tore down the statue." And that's something that we've seen for the past week. Just small and large acts of generosity and solidarity and moral clarity mm-hmm. yeah. yep. that has made me prouder than ever to consider myself someone who stands with the left. Yeah, and I just want to say conclusively, 100%, we're going to fix all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I had a buddy who was there in Charlottesville, and he just uh, published his report on it at uh, Viewpoint. And he said that, you know, at the uh, on the right... You saw this really strict hierarchy that had the like the celebrity uh, PewDiePies and Baked Alaskas at the top who were kind of being protected. Baked Alaska by was yelling, else. "I'm a VIP! I'm, I'm a VIP!" Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like that's that's the polar opposite of what you were seeing on the left. And you know, I mean, yeah, it's almost like hierarchy versus uh, egalitarianism is the defining fucking difference between the two, and you'd have to be a complete blinkered moron to be confused about that point. Yeah, I was everyone, saying that to my bodyguard the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, you know, once and for all, we're going to say everyone on the left is equal underneath us. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, 
you know, it was it was the refrain uh, during the, uh, the the UK election, like the Corbyn Labour Party, the, the slogan "We are many, they are few." Mm-hmm. That was true then. It's absolutely true about us and these alt right fucking chuds. They're, 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 like I said, it's 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 deadly fucking serious what's going on right now. But there are more of us than them by a fucking long shot. Mm-hmm. And like I said. Through solidarity and, like, like I said, like the acts of bravery that we've seen coming out of Charlottesville, I think these these fuckers are not long for this world. And I don't mean that in a violent sense. I mean it like they're going away. Wink. They're going back to the yeah. They're they're going they're going back to they're going hiding. back to gaming. They're going back to fucking hiding <laughs> like the fucking snakes that they are. Oh, no, they're getting kicked out of gaming. Too. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's no refuge and no more gaming. They're going to Mijong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, I think that's uh, as, as as good a place as any to to wrap it up. Shuja, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, like I said, and I think in the description to this article, I think we will have I think have some links for to donate for the like legal fees for either the people who tore down that statue or medical fees for any of the people who were injured uh, in Charlottesville. Um, there'll be plenty. More, there'll be plenty more stuff like that. So just uh, keep keep an eye out. Open in the uh, the show description if you want to help out. So until uh, next time, guys. I'll see you, I'll see you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.